we thank God for all God has been trying to bring to our attention since this year began and how God has been trying to bring us into a perfection has been bringing the word across our way sowing a lot of seed into our hearts but I want to begin this evening by saying that no matter how good a seed is if it doesn't get planted into the right kind of soil it will never produce the expected kind of fruit even if it is a hybrid seed as long as it doesn't fall on the right kind of soil as long as that seed even if it is imported from from London into Nigeria or is exported from Nigeria to London wherever it is made as wonderful as a hybrid is if you don't get it planted into the right kind of soil it will never produce the desired result that you hope it will achieve and you know Agri has made us realize that there are different kinds of soils they've gone ahead to describe to us that we have four kinds of soils where a farmer can plant his seed four kinds of soil that you come in contact with the sandy soil the slit soil the clay soil and the loamy soil and they say that the sandy soil is never the farmer's best friend it is never the farmer's best friend and any seed that you plant on the sandy soil is as good as wasted any effort that has been made to plant a seed or a plant on the sandy soil is a wasted effort the farmer has only succeeded in wasting his time and his seed why has he succeeded in wasting his time and his seed because we are made to know that the sandy soil does not have capacity to retain water it lacks the capacity to retain water for the seed it also lacks the capacity to retain nutrients that the plant will need to grow so each time the farmer makes effort to plant on the sandy soil, he wastes his time. And because he doesn't have this capacity to retain water and to retain nutrients, the seed doesn't get to form a root on it. And you know, when a plant doesn't form a root, it can't grow. Hallelujah. The Word of God, as we know, is God's instrument for procreating for creating and for recreating things. God does not have any other instrument he uses in doing them. Bible said that when God wanted to create the earth, all that the Lord needed was his word. And he said, let there be this, and that was it. It is the instrument that God uses in bringing out light from darkness. God uses it to bring out light from darkness. In Genesis he said, and let there be light. 
in the midst of darkness and light came. Therefore, it makes the possible come out of impossible. And it causes the impossible to disappear at the appearance of possibilities. It makes the possible come out of impossible. And when the possible has been made out of impossible, the impossible has no other option but to do what? To disappear. And that is the power in the word of God. A testimony was shared of a woman, a woman who had lived a promiscuous life as a teenager. He was so promis- she was so promiscuous that at a point she got pregnant as a teen, not married. And because she didn't want the, the parents to know that she had taken him, she decided to visit a quack for an abortion. And after the abortion was done, she went home and she began to bleed. And in the course of her bleeding, her parents got to know what happened. And they had to rush her to the hospital. And while she was in the hospital, the only option available for her to be saved was that she was going to lose her womb. And that was the only available option for her to be saved. And you can imagine what it means for a girl who was not yet married to lose her womb. But they had to take that option. And the womb was removed. And so she survived. And as she grew up, she got married. And to give birth was a problem because there was no womb. Along the line, she came across and she met Jesus. She met Jesus and on one occasion, she met Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. We know that scripture very well. It says, if a man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become brand new. And this woman held to this word. And she said, all things are passed away in my life. The woman that had no womb is gone. Because it was the woman that lived in promiscuity. But I am now a new person in Christ Jesus. And if so I am a new person, I have a new womb. And she held on to this word of God. And she prayed and prayed and prayed. And after nine months, she had a child. Hallelujah. And that is to tell you that even in the midst of impossibilities, God, through his word, can bring possibilities. It was very difficult for science to describe how this woman would get to have a child. Because the womb is gone. But God who makes a new thing when all things are gone away was able to give her a new womb. Not by any transplant, but just by the instrument of the word of God. She held on to it she prayed it, she believed it, and it worked out miracle for her. God does not need to be physically present to do something for you. He doesn't need to come again as he used to in the old when Jesus was there physically present for miracles to happen to you. All he needs is to send his word. 
And in Psalm chapter 107, David said, verse 20, You send your word, and it healed my disease. And it delivered me from destructions. That is the power in the word of God. But as exciting as that story could be, do you know that so many times people have encountered that same word, but it never produced a result in their life? And that's why this evening we want to briefly look at what could make the world come and still not produce fruit. We've titled it Making a Way for the Word of God. But I want to title it Dealing with the Competitors of the Word of God in Your Life. Dealing with the Competitors of the Word of God in Your Life. Jesus began to teach us something about the Word. And he wanted to bring it home. And he made an illustration in Mark chapter 4. Can we turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 4? In Mark chapter 4. And Jesus used the picture of a farmer. A farmer. The, 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 the seed. The seed of the farmer. And the soil where the farmer was going to plant the seed. He looked at how do I bring this thing home. And he chose the parable of the seed. In Mark chapter 4 verse 1. Permit me to get there. Mark chapter 4 verse 1. It says... Once again, once again, as people used to, an immense crowd gathered around him on the beach as he was teaching. So he got into a boat and sat down and talked from there. His usual method of teaching was to tell the people stories and one of them went like this. Verse 3, listen, Jesus said, a farmer decided to sow some grain. As he scattered it across his field, some of it fell on a path, and the birds came and picked it off the hard ground and ate it. Some fell on thin soil with underlying rock. It grew up quickly enough, but soon withered beneath the hot sun and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. Others fell among thorns that shot up and crowded the young plants so that they produced no grain. But some of the seeds fell into the good soil and yielded 30 times as much as he had planted. Some of it, even 60 or 100 times as much. Some of it, 30. Some 60, some 100. As much as he had planted. As we look at this place, you realize that one thing was common. It was the same farmer 
one singular farmer, not two farmers, not three farmers, but just a farmer sowing one kind of seed. The seed he sowed on farm A did not vary from farm B. It did not vary from farm C. Neither did it vary on farm D. He said he sowed a seed, one and same kind of seed. But there was different results as these seeds got planted on these different soils. And that made my heart know that indeed, actually, two people can be in a meeting or two people can come in contact with the word of God and they will not have the same what results. Two persons can come in contact with a scripture, but it will produce different results in their lives, depending on the kind of soil you are carrying. Jesus said that the first one he described, the first kind of soil, or the first kind of heart which Jesus described, was called the path-like heart. My version says, the Living Bible, it says, And some fell on a path. Some fell on a path. And a path-like heart, or anyone that has this kind of heart, is a heart that does not have, does, does not actually have a plan for the word of God. The word enters the heart and it leaves. The heart is only a channel through which the word enters and leaves. In fact, it does not have an option of staying. It is just a path as it is called. And it is not open to the world. In fact, because it is a path, it is accessible to all kinds of things. You know, in a path, a path is a place where people go, where people pass along, both the good and the bad. Because it is a path-like heart, it is accessible to anything, both the good and the bad. And the word of God does not last in it. Because as it is passing, as it is dropping, it is doing what? It is going away. Jesus described the second heart. And he said it is a rocky heart, the stony heart. The heart that allows the word to fall, but it never gets planted. It allows the word to fall, but the word never gets planted. And even when it tries to get planted, it can't take root. Why? Because it is rocky. It is a rocky area. And you know what Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26? God was working with the children of Israel at a point they became rebellious and developed this kind of heart called the stony heart. And Bible said in Ezekiel 36 verse 26, And the Lord said, I will remove the stony heart. Because God was not going to walk with that kind of heart. The third kind of heart that Jesus described is the one I have called the competitive heart. Praise God. If you look closely at verse 7, it says, Others fell among the thorns. Others fell on a heart 
that is full of competition. And it said, and it shut up. Which means, the word that fell, the seed that fell, actually budded. And it grew. The word God planted in this heart. The heart had it. The soil received the seed. And it grew. It planted forming roots. Because Bible said in that place, it shut up and crowded, and other things crowded the young plants. Which means that the word actually made attempt at growing. But the growth was not sustained. The growth was not sustained. Why? Because there were things that were competing with the seed. There were a lot of competitors with the seed. There were competitors for nourishment, competitors for water, with the seed. And so before you knew it, the seed died off. And if you look at verse 18 of that place, Jesus tried to enumerate some of the things that were the competitors of the seed. And unfortunately, this is the kind of heart that a lot of people that come to church carry. A lot of people that attend different meetings, different fellowships, that are believers, they carry this kind of heart. The competitive heart. The heart that receives the world, attempt is made to grow, but yet, there will not be any substantiative fruit that will come out of it. And in verse 18, Jesus said, And the thorny ground represents the heart of people who listen to the word, the good news, and receive it. But all too quickly, the attractions of the world, the delight of wealth, and the search for success, the lure of nice things come and crowd them. If you read the amplified version of the scripture, it says, And these things, he called them, and these things choke and suffocated the seed. Which means, they were the suffocators of the seed. I don't know what has been suffocating the word of God that God has been bringing across your way. Each time God wants to, to, to actually get something settled and settled in your heart, something keeps suffocating the world. Something keeps choking it up that it is not able to produce a fruit. And it says the cares and the anxieties of the world. The cares of the world. The distractions of the age. According to the Amplified Version. The distractions of the age. As a young man, as a young woman, as a father, as a mother. The distraction of the age. Not allowing the world settle in our heart and produce results. The pleasure and delight of the things around us. The false glamour and the false glory of the world. The false glamour of the things that we see around us. And you know, the devil is, is good at this. Even, it was one of the things that he used in tempting Jesus. The Bible said, and he took him upon the high mountains, and he showed him the glory of the world. And he said, if only thou shalt bow down to me, all these things shall become yours. And so it is part of the antics of the enemy to choke the word of God that God brings our way, so that it will not produce definitive results in our lives. 
He says the deceitfulness of riches and the cravings and passionate desire for other things. These things are the things that choke the word of God. They are the things that suffocate the word of God that comes upon this heart. Yes, the heart has a desire for the world to grow. Yes, it has a place that it has allowed the world to fall on. But yet, there are so many competitors of the world. The seed does not have space enough to express itself. The seed does not have the adequate nourishment that it needs for the fruit to come. And so year in, year out, it is a fruitless life. It cannot boast of any work with the Lord. If you have those heart, may the Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. And Jesus described another aspect of heart. The heart that the Bible called the good soil. I call it the loamy heart. You know, the agriculturists, they call the loamy sand the farmer's best soil. Best soil because it has the capacity to hold nourishment. It has capacity to retain water and the seed can grow on it. And so I call it the loamy heart. The prepared heart and the heart full of desire. And he said, verse 20, But the good soil represents the heart of those who truly accept the God's message. It is the heart that truly, truly, the word is not an excitement. It doesn't excite it and leave it at that level. The word does not come as an excitement. I quote again the Amplified Version. It says, it is the heart that hears the word. I want you to listen carefully as it describes this heart. He says, it is the heart that hears the word. It receives the word. It accepts the word. And it welcomes the word. I got amazed at how the Amplified described it. He says, it hears the word. This heart hears the word. It receives the word. It doesn't just adhere it. It receives it. It accepts it. And it welcomes it. And I began to ask myself, is it possible that a man could hear the word of God, but does not receive it? Yes, it's very much possible. I went further to ask myself, can I receive something without accepting it? Yes, it is still possible. And I will tell you why. We had a patient in my unit... And one day, my consultant said something. We wanted to cheer her up emotionally. And so that she could recover quickly from her bed. And she said that we were going to contribute money as a unit to buy her a gift. And so, we asked her, what, what do you need? She said she needed a portable DVD. And so, as a unit, we contributed money. And we bought the portable DVD for her. And so, the consultant took us to go and present the gift to her. And when we got to her bedside, we gave her the gift. 
She collected it, but found. And we asked, why are you frowning? You requested for a portable DVD, and we have gotten you a portable DVD. She said, yes, even though you have gotten a portable DVD, but this is not what I want. Yes, she has collected it from us. It is already in her possession. But in her heart, what we gave her is not what she wanted. Which means her heart did not accept the gift. Even though she had collected the gift. She started demanding another kind of portable DVD. But that's not what I want to talk about. So it's possible for a man to hear the word. Receive the word. And yet, your heart has not accepted the word. Talk much more of welcoming the word. Bible said this kind of heart is the heart that hears the word. Receives the word. Accepts the word. Welcomes the word. And when these things have happened... The word has no option but to produce fruit in it. When these four things that happened, he said, and it brought forth fruit. I pray that God will give us this kind of heart in Jesus' name. It produced fruit. Fruit of salvation. Fruit of righteousness. Fruit of healing. Fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And so many other things that could come. Because you have a prepared heart. A heart that has cleared itself of all other competitors. And have allowed just the word alone to grow in it. God is very interestingly wanting to do something with us. As I try to draw a conclusion so that we can pray and believe God for the things he wants to do with us. I want to bring to our notice what that place says. It says, verse 20, verse, sorry, verse 20, yes. It says, and accept God's message and produce a plentiful harvest for God. Thirty seed, or even a hundred times, as much was planted in their hearts. As much was planted, which means, as many as as many seeds were that were sown, as much fruit that you see that will come up. Which means, if you plant a little seed, you have a little what fruit. If you plant many seeds, you have what many fruits. I don't know the kind of things that you desire God to do in your life. Plant as much seed as possible. If you plant the one that qualifies for 30, you have 30 fruits produced. If you plant the one that, has, that is qualified for 100, you have 100 miracles following you. If you plant the one that is only allowed for 60, you have 60. I pray that we will go for the highest in Jesus' name. Are you desirous of this kind of heart? Would you want God to give you a heart of flesh? You can start this evening by getting rid of all the things that compete with the word of God in your heart. All the things that try to choke the word. You can develop a strong desire for the word. You can go to God in prayer. And you can cast all your burdens, all your cares upon him. Because he even cares more for you. As I summarize, I wish to say that when the word falls on the right kind of heart, 
when the word of God has fallen upon a prepared heart and has been mixed up and minute with the faith, the word has no option but to produce results. I can assure you with every breath in my life that if you have this kind of heart and have allowed it to mix with faith, the word must surely produce results. No wonder Jesus said to the woman, I have never seen a faith like this in Israel. God can change situations just by his word. He can make impossibilities become possible. He can reverse the handwritings on the wall. If only we can have this kind of heart. The heart that will hear his word, receive his word, accept his word, welcome his word. And the word will germinate and produce fruit. Shall we rise to pray? What kind of heart do you possess? What kind of heart have you been carrying around seeking the word of God? Or what kind of soil has the word of God been falling upon? Are you carrying the path-like heart? The heart that the word just enters and leaves. Are you carrying the sand, the, 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 the rocky heart? Are you even carrying the competitive heart? The heart that has a lot of things competing with the seed. And it is unable to produce results because there is no place for it. As the world tries to produce results, as it tries to grow up and to bring out God's purpose and plan for you. There is something choking it. There is something subduing it. There is something making the power in the word of God not to have full effect in your life. Can you say, Lord, can you give me a new heart? Lord, can you give me a new heart? I want to exchange my heart. I want to give up this competitive heart that does not allow your world to produce results. Even though it makes me feel good as a Christian, I hear the word. It's as if the word is going to take root. Yet there's no fruit. Can you cry to the Lord? Can you cry to the Lord? The Lord said, and I will give them a new heart. The heart of flesh. And I will give them a new spirit. Are you desirous of a new heart and a new spirit? So that you can come into the fullness of God's plan for your life. So you can manifest the glory that the Lord has planned. Bible said, and the whole creation, they are endlessly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Can you cry out to God? Can you cry out to God? Do you know it possible that why you have not received that miracle? It's because there is something I see choking the world. It could be past life still choking the world. It could be a, 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 a relationship that you've gotten involved with still choking the world. It still could, still could be a business. That God has not permitted for you. Still choking the world. Can you cry out to the Lord? Can you cry out to the Lord? Can you ask God for the right kind of heart? Can you ask God for the right kind of heart? When God has given you, when you've acquired this kind of heart, nothing is impossible with this kind of heart. 
with this kind of heart with God, nothing is impossible. For I will say with God, all things are possible. Yeah. What kind of fruit have you been desiring to see? What testimony have you been desiring that the Lord will bring your way? Just the word of God can make it happen. Just as the word of God changed the situation of that woman. A woman that had no womb. A woman that had been written up. A woman that science would have considered barren for life. Yet at the coming of the word of God. Into a prepared heart. There was a turnaround in situation. There was a change of destiny. There was a change of handwritings on the wall. Do you know that tonight there can be a change of your situation? Can you cry out to the Lord tonight? And say, visit me Lord. Lord, visit me Lord. Lord, visit me Lord. What is that expectation in your heart from the Lord? Do you know it can yet be met? It can be met tonight. It can be met. David said, Lord, you sent your word. It is only the word of God. And God has sent his word. Bible said in Acts chapter 7, And while Peter yet spoke the word, the heavens were opened, and the power of God was released, and they all came under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. This night and this evening, the heavens are open. The power of God is here. And Jesus is going to meet you. He's going to change your situation. He's going to baptize you afresh. He's going to turn around your situation. There is a reign of God's power. There is a reign from heaven. It's just as much as your faith can carry. It's just as much as your faith can carry tonight. As much as you can get connected to this fountain of life. You will see the power of God. You need to cry out to God and say, Lord, help my unbelief. So that God can do it. Bible said, as Jesus anointed with Holy Ghost and with power, He went around doing good. He did all manner of diseases, delivering those that were oppressed by the devils. Tonight, God is here to deliver you from every manner of oppressions, afflictions in your body, afflictions in your studies, afflictions in your business, afflictions in your family life. God is here tonight and is going to deliver you. Only connect to this fountain of life so that you can wash off, you can wash off the afflictions of the devil. God has finished everything he needs to do for us. For giving us his word, he has done enough. For giving us his word, he has done enough. For giving us his word, he has done enough. Only if you can believe it in your heart. Tonight you are going to pray one prayer. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. The Lord was talking about His promise of redemption of mankind. As He spoke to prophet Isaiah. And in verse 14, He said, Alright then, Therefore, Therefore, The Lord Himself will choose or will show you a sign. The Lord himself will show you a sign. I don't know what 
you've believed God for in your life. The word of God says at Mount Zion, the children of Jacob, they possess their possessions. And it says the Lord himself, not the Lord through an angel, not the Lord through a second person, but the Lord himself will show you a sign. I need to ask the Lord, Lord, all I ask is but a sign. Lord, all I ask is but a sign. Can you open your mouth and begin to pray? Lord, all I ask is that you show me a sign. Just a miracle, Lord. All I ask is just for a sign. All I ask is just for a sign by yourself. To yourself alone, oh God. Not by any other person, Lord. Not by any other means, God. But by yourself, Lord. By your hand alone. Lord, by your hand alone, bring this miracle upon my life. Lord, by your hand alone, bring this testimony. Make it come to pass upon my life. Can you pray what I begin to pray? Jesus asked the blind man, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, That my eyes be made open so that I can see. Jesus is asking you again, child of God, What do you want me to do for you tonight? What do you want me to do for you? He's asking you again, What do you want me to do for you? He's asking you again, What do you want me to do for you? What is it that you desire that I do for you? What is it that you ask of me tonight? Bible said, Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. As men I will ask tonight that doors of heaven are open for them to receive. Ask and it shall be given unto you. The Bible says, and I will give them a new heart, and I will give them a new spirit. Do you desire the spirit of God? A new spirit from the Lord. That will accompany the new heart that the Lord has given to you. Do you hunger and test for the infinite of the power of God? God is yet here tonight. God is yet here tonight. He will fill every heart that is thirsty. He will fill every soul that is desires of Him. Do you want the power of the Holy Ghost to come upon you? Just place your hand on your chest wherever you are. The power of God is going to move across and you will be baptized where you are. Spirit of the living God, Bible said, and your spirit brood over the earth. Lord, brood over us this evening. Lord, sweep in the midst of your people. Lord, baptize us afresh now. Lord, release a new measure of power and grace upon our lives. Libra seke shopo sataleata. Finally, thank God for what He has done for you tonight. Thank Him for the miracles He has believed, He has brought away. Thank Him because henceforth you are going to see the fruit of the Word of God come rain in your life. Thank God from henceforth. You are going to experience the growth of the world in your life. You are going to see the world turn out into gigantic things that God will be doing in your life. Thank God for what He has done for you.
Baba, we worship you. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you, Lord, for visiting us. Thank you for filling us afresh. Thank you for lifting burdens. Thank you for bringing healings. Thank you for restoring every heart, O God, that have not received your word the right way. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' precious name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Amen.